Okay? Hallelujah. We're still on our teaching series uh, of Kingdom Essentials. And what we're doing with Kingdom Essentials is basically giving you the basics of the kingdom before we dive into it. Because of our teaching pillars of relationship, kingdom, ministry, I mean, relationship, kingdom, church, and ministry, uh, what we'll do is we'll go through these things and we'll touch on them because we're building the foundation. And so right now, we're just doing kingdom basics because you need to get an understanding of what the kingdom is so that you can live in it, okay? The invitation has been given to us to learn to know, all right? Today's, the title of today's teaching is Seek His Kingdom First, okay? Seek His Kingdom First. And so once you understand the precepts Truth begins to come easy. All right? We're not, you're not seeking apostle. You're not seeking the pastors. Okay? You're not seeking ministry. All right? You're not seeking gifts. We're not even seeking healing. We're seeking his kingdom. He said, seek his kingdom. He didn't tell us to seek money. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will be added unto us. You can go ahead and put that scripture up there. It's the first scripture. But once we, you understand the precepts, truth comes easily. Once you know the foundation of a thing, it's easy to build on it. All right? Uh, the reason why they give us movie trailers. And so we can see the movie trailer, and the movie trailer is supposed to entice us to go see the movie. We don't get the entire movie in the trailer. We just get enough to let us know who are the characters, what is the plot, what could be possibly going down in a in movie or possibly happening in a movie, and then that entices us to make us want to go see that. And so we're doing kingdom basics, but we have to first understand truth because we are not here so that we can, uh, 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 for as Terry would say, hell insurance. We're not here for hell insurance. All right, we're not here so that we can get prepared to meet our maker. The father has given us an assignment and the assignment is he wants his kingdom to come to earth. He wants everyone who say that they are his child. He, he wants you to be actively, say actively. He wants you to be actively engaging in showing people his kingdom. Through his character, through his love, through his peace, through his joy, through his word. Watch this, through your worship, through your praise, through your servitude. The Bible said that we are salt. We are a totally different flavor. As Soon as you sprinkle us on it, it has to change. It's a totally different flavor. We are light. Soon as we walk into a room, soon as we open our mouth, we expose darkness. You don't know how powerful you are. You have no idea what is in you. The Bible says all things were created through Christ. All things were created through Christ. All things were created through Christ. And without Christ, nothing was made. Adam was the first Christ. Okay? Through salvation, we became one with Christ. You have the spirit in you that created all things. That's why the creation is groaning. It's groaning. Waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And we're trying to seek money. We're trying to seek opportunities. No, seek first his kingdom. Matthew 6 and 33 says, but seek first his kingdom and righteousness and all these things will be added to you. You hear that, Javon? Seek first his kingdom. You hear that, Marcus? Seek first his kingdom. Yeah, I'm going to call you Brandon. I know you're ducking. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. All these things will be added to you. You don't have to seek all these things. You don't have to seek the other stuff. You don't... You, <laughs> All you have to do is be committed to his kingdom, committed to the assignment that he placed you on, and everything else comes to you. 
Money comes to you when you seek his kingdom. Why? Because once you get in that position, he don't want you to leave. He don't want you to leave from it. Plus, it's his word. This is, the, you, you, this is written in red. So this is the child of a king speaking. This is an ambassador talking. This is someone who lived in heaven. <laughs> who lives with the Father, who has a personal relationship, Tanya. He said, I know the Father. You don't know my Father. I know my Father and whoever I reveal him to. So in his revelation, he says, seek first. My prayers are this. Y'all not going to like them. They laughing if you was on a prayer card. They know what I'm about to say. I pray that everything you do falls apart until you seek the kingdom. I pray. I pray. Everything you do falls apart until you seek the kingdom. Now, the prayers will be answered because the word backs it. I don't even have to pray for that. That's how it's going to happen. <laughs> if you seek everything, you're guaranteed 100% to fail. You're guaranteed. 100% to fail if you seek everything else before you seek his kingdom. No, he needs, seek your father first. Father, what is it that you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? When do you want me to do it? Where do you want me to do it? And the provision comes behind that. Father, what is my predestined purpose? Why am I here? What is my assignment? What did you create me for? What is my purpose? And when you get in that vein, all things are added to you. I got a 2021 challenger. I didn't even want it. I was busy seeking him and he told me go buy that. He said, you deserve that. I wasn't seeking it. Even when I got my truck, I wasn't seeking it. I did, I put it on a vision board and I didn't even pray about it. I'm gonna tell you a secret. You don't have to pray about the other stuff. When, when you get a heart for the kingdom, it just comes. It just comes. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be, all these things will be added to you. So we got to talk about all these things. So what we're going to do is I introduce the scripture to you. Then we're going to go back and talk about it in context because he said all these things. So it's some conversation before this to happen. But he says, seek first. Now, when we seek his kingdom, we're seeking his will. Say will. will. His intention. His purpose. His world. The culture of heaven. We're seeking to bring his culture down here. So that's why the word tells us, look, they're going to bring evil to you, but you don't return it. It's according to the culture. It's according to his household. It's according to how he raised us. You know how you are as parents. You know what you told your kid to do, how to handle a situation. And when they get in that situation, you expect them to do it the very way you told them to. To seek means, do I have a definition? To seek means to seek in order to find. To seek means to seek in order to find out about by thinking, by meditating, by reasoning, to inquire into. It means to seek after, to seek for, to aim at, to strive after. It means to require it, to demand it. It means to crave it, appetite. Demand it. Demand something from someone. We know how to seek. <laughs> we be all on Instagram. Come on now. We know how to seek all on Facebook. We know how to seek all on Google. <laughs> we know how to seek because we needed a pair of a shirt to match them shoes. So we got all the way in our car, we drove all the way to the mall to get something to match some shoes. We know how to seek. <laughs> she gave you her phone number, 
and you, you rememberize that thing. You ain't forgot it. You, we know how to seek. We are professionals at seeking. But the thing about it is, and the thing when it comes to seeking is, we only seek what our heart wants. <laughs> we only seek what our heart wants. We only seek what our heart desires. Our heart is, lets us know what is the development of our mind and our soul. Because the heart is the fountain. The heart is the fountain of our soul. So whatever we seek after, it says, this is what my mindset is. That's why he said, a mindset on heavenly things is life and peace. Because you're seeking it. But a mindset on earthly things brings death. <laughs> we have to seek first his kingdom. Now, we seek his kingdom because this is where we grow. All right? I know you think we're growing up in Stockbridge, in Georgia. I know you know we're in Georgia growing up in the kingdom. We seek his kingdom because this is where we learn how to walk. This is where we learn how to live. This is where our new life and our new world is. So this is why we have to now learn. And you can't learn anything that you don't seek. We enroll in school. Four years, eight years, two years. Seeking a degree. <laughs> seeking a profession. Seeking to understand the worldly system so that we can get paid, so we can get the bag. We know how to seek. But like I said, you only seek what your heart is after. Now, I'm going to talk about two different, there's, this, this conversation is in two Gospels. It's in the Gospel of Luke and it's in the Gospel of Matthew. I like Luke's version better, but I'm going to teach from Matthew's version, okay? Now, Matthew's version, the reason why is because the Jews' heart towards Jesus was wrong. So he said, seek first the kingdom of God, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be added to you, okay? Plus, Matthew was a tax collector, so he talked in formulas. He talked in addition. He talked in accounting terms. Seek first. So he gave you one plus one plus one plus equals. But when Luke did it, Luke was a doctor. He did it in a prescriptions form. Okay. He said, he just said, seek his kingdom and everything else will be added to you. That's it. That's all you need to know. We don't need to do one plus two plus. No, we don't need to do that. All you need is the prescription. If you take this, it'll make you feel better. <laughs> And so when Luke started his whole conversation off or when what Luke talked about, he said, he said, wherever your heart is, that's where your treasures are. He was letting you prescription. He prescribed. He was letting you know wherever the problem is, wherever your eating habits is, that's where your health is. <laughs> so he told him, he said, wherever Luke told him and Luke 20, I mean, Luke 12 and 34. He said, wherever your heart is, that's where your treasures are. Because wherever your heart is, that's what you value. That's what you put value in. It's a reason why in the churchdom that we, we will watch TV before we pray. We will seek the opinions of everybody else before we seek the kingdom. We'll talk and get counseled by everybody else before we just take the word for what it says because our value, our value is in what people say and what people think. So we seek that because we need their approval. The more you seek his kingdom, that's why the Bible said that Jesus learned obedience by the things he suffered. He suffered because he sought the kingdom, Kirby. When nobody knew what that was. It wasn't popular to seek the kingdom when Jesus came on the planet. It was unheard of. Even when he talked about it, his disciples said, uh, I don't see no army. Where your kingdom at, bro? 
They were speaking the physical kingdom, but he had a mindset to seek the kingdom, and he had to learn obedience by the things he suffered, Renee, in the sense that the more he sought the kingdom, people would oppose him. What did he do? He kept seeking the kingdom. Herod wanted to kill him when he was two. <laughs> okay? Pharisees wanted to bring the law. They mad at him because of what he did on the Sabbath day. He kept doing it on the Sabbath day. Why? Because he was seeking the kingdom. He was changing the culture. We used to wouldn't heal on the Sabbath day. But I come to let you know that the Sabbath day was not made for man. Man was not made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath was made for the man. The Sabbath was made to give us rest. We weren't made to perform on the Sabbath. We weren't supposed to do something on the Sabbath. The Sabbath was to give us rest from our work. It wasn't supposed to be a tradition. It wasn't supposed to be legalistic to the point where we pull up on you on Saturday and ask you why you're washing your car. It's the Sabbath. Anything we don't understand, we automatically make it legalistic. We impose rules and regulations on people because we don't understand it. But Jesus learned obedience, okay? By the things he suffered, he learned obedience because he sought the kingdom. And it didn't matter what the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes said, it did not matter. If they opposed him, his brothers and his brothers told him, look, you need to go ahead and get out there in the public so they can see you. The Bible says his home, own hometown did not support him. He couldn't do no miracles in his own hometown. But what is his agenda? Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. Because that's where his heart was. Matthew 6 and 24. We're going to be better. We're going to do the will of the Father. Okay? We're going to do the will of the Father. Okay? When the Father came, he, he wants a divine generation. All right. He wants a divine generation. He's tired of looking at religious kids. I got a whole bunch of kids that won't pray. But I always want to prophesy. I got a whole bunch of kids. that want to trust every other system but mine. How you Democratic or Republic? No, we kingdom. We need to see what legislation aligns with Abba. Forget the color of our skin. That's carnal. We need to know what aligns with his kingdom because he ain't in the color. He don't care about white and black. All his, son, all his sons and daughters are in his image. Spirit. They're in his likeness. They don't have skin. It don't matter how their eyes are looking. It don't matter the color of their hair. It don't matter the tattoos. The reason those things were imposed in the Old Testament because they, they weren't his children. So Matthew 6 and 24 says, no one can serve two masters, for either we, he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. You can't seek money and seek the Father. You got to make a decision. You can't seek wealth and seek the Father. You have to make a decision. Which one am I going to seek? He says you can't serve two masters. You're going to hate one and love the other by default. You're going to be totally devoted to one and you're going to despise the other. By default. That's why he said if you love anything more than me, you're not worthy of the kingdom. If you put anything before me, you're not worthy of the kingdom. Because it becomes a master. Your gifts can become a master. Your talent can become a master. Your intellect can become a master. This is Matthew speaking. I told you, Matthew was a tax collector. He had to give you the formula. Plus, he was speaking to the Jews, and the Jews were corrupt. They were confused. Because they were still waiting on the earthly kingdom. So he had to tell them, you can't serve two masters. Not only that, this is the reason for your anxiety. The reason for anxiety is you're trying to serve two masters. You're trying to profess Jesus, you're trying to profess the kingdom, and then you're trying to hang out with these other folks. 
He said, you can't serve two masters. He said, this is the cause of your anxiety. Verse 25, he says, now, this is in context. I told you, I want to teach this in context because I want you to see this. All right, because look, at the end of this message, at the end of this message, at the conclusion of this message, after I'm done teaching this message, okay, from this day forward, I need you seeking the kingdom. Okay, we need you seeking the kingdom. We need you coming in here with a mind to seek the kingdom. We need you at home seeking the kingdom. Your prayer, your house should be hot. The glory should be burning your house up right now because of the way, how much time you spend in his presence. It should. Every time somebody comes stay at my house, they say, why is it so peaceful at your house? Because we pray. <laughs> why is it so peaceful at your house? Because we don't let the enemy in. Why so peaceful? Because we got sons and daughters live here. Because this is a, my house is an embassy. If you want to get to the kingdom, all you got to do is come to me. It's an embassy. His presence, his word resides in my household. If you come through there, you will learn more about the kingdom and you will come into the kingdom. You will be built up. All you got to do is stop by. Period. And that's how all of our households should be. All of our households should be embassies for the kingdom. Your neighbor should be able to knock on your door and say, this is what's going on, and you should be able to tell them why. <laughs> what's because you're not seeking the kingdom? What's the kingdom? Oh, come in. I'm glad you asked. And that embassy should be eaten. That embassy should be eaten. It should be an open heaven over your house or wherever you walk. This is where we're moving to. We ain't all the way there yet. We got a little bit of it, but it's too much. <laughs> we're in a lifestyle that we never stop growing. How can you stop growing trying to be like God? The Bible said that the revelation won't happen until we lose this body. It won't be revealed till we lose this flesh. Because right now we're being held back by it. That's why Paul said it's better for me to be up there. <laughs> but for your sake, it's better for me to be in this body. So he says for this reason, because if you don't seek the, king, seek the kingdom first, you're going to have a whole bunch of anxiety. You're going to be depressed. You're going to be reckless. You're going to be confused. You're going to be frustrated. And the whole reason why is because you're seeking something before you're seeking your heavenly father. I tell my kids all the time, don't let them other kids raise you. You got a father. Don't let no kids raise you. Don't worry about what they said. You better worry about what I said. So he said, for this reason, we're talking Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 25. For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried. Do not be worried. Don't waver. Don't go from doubt to faith. <laughs> doubt to faith. That's what worry is. Worry is when you don't know. Worry is when you can't figure it out. You worry because you don't know what the conclusion is. They told Jesus that we're we about to kill you. Now, I'll be here a little bit longer. <laughs> I, I hate to tell y'all, I'll be here a little bit longer. They tried to take him as a king. He disappeared through the crowd. Up, <laughs> Let me go get some lunch. <laughs> He says, for this reason, I say to you, do not be worried, watch this, about your life. Now, that's hard. But you got to think about who's saying it. Do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? This he's asking a question. He was asking him a question because the Bible says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It ain't your, it ain't your shoe collection. It ain't your clothes. It ain't how fly you look. It ain't the color of your eyes. It ain't your waistline. It's not. He said the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, 
joy and peace in his presence. Now, he had to tell him that because at this time, food and clothing were a part of cultural identity. The rabbis wore certain things. If you were, it, even when I went to Africa, one thing that I didn't know that I had to learn quick was you see them dancing, but I'm like, we playing around with praise over here. We playing around with praise over here. You go to, to Africa, see one of them, oh my God, you think you're at the club. You think you're at the club. But the thing about it is, Serena, all of their dance styles were based on the tribe they came from. So they had certain moves, and some of them would get extremely low. You know, it's like, oh my God, we can do that at church. <laughs> I mean, they were getting down. When I'm telling you, that praise and that worship, oh my God. Because it was a cultural identity. They dance told about their culture. It told where they're from. We should have a praise that speaks of our culture. Now, I ain't just saying that. Y'all being here dry half the time. Hallelujah. You ain't seen no glory. You ain't sought the king. You ain't seeking. There's no way you seeking the kingdom and your praise is. You ain't seen nothing that the Father done. done. <laughs> There's no way. That's, I can rock Manuska. I can rock. I can rock. Me and Manuska was in here, and Kirby was in here yesterday for, for what, about four hours. Engaging. And you know what I learned? It's better to have a couple engaged in a whole room full of people. So, with that being said, don't show up to prayer, especially if you ain't going to engage. Because you wait. But show up anyway, okay? You just need to learn. I, I can't do that. But, you re but I'm telling you, it's important. Soldiers say, look, for a soldier, it's important who they have in their foxhole. You don't want nobody scary. Just like in prayer, you don't want to go into prayer with somebody who won't engage. No, fervently. But you're trying to look cute for everybody. You want to look around and see what everybody else is looking at. Because you haven't, you haven't got the reward from seeking the kingdom. Once you get it, you don't care. Hallelujah! I don't feel embarrassed by that. I know. Once you know, we can stop right, look. Once you know, you look forward to spending that time with him. This is the difference between a spiritual life and a carnal life. It's how much time you spend with him. Now, Mm. I feel like well, I feel like worshiping now. I don't feel like teaching no more. Now I see with the uh, old days and the old folks, all they just scream like, you don't know like I know. You don't know like I know. They had been through so much and just calling on him, even if it was religious, it brought them to a certain place where they're saying the reason why I'm acting a fool in front of y'all is because I know where you brought me from. I know where I was. That's the evidence. The evidence is empirical. Okay, it's I practiced, I practiced, I practiced, I prayed, and now I'm in a certain place. I know how I got there. Okay, let me finish. We got, let's save that. We got that, though. We, we finna get to that, okay? Because you got to remember, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will remind you the Holy Spirit will remind you. I know we want to do gifts, but first let the Holy Spirit remind you of some stuff. Matthew 6, verse 26. Now, Jesus continuing this conversation. He said, it's not, 
Is not life more than a food and the body more than clothing? Verse 26, he says, look at the bird of the air. That they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. He said they don't play tithes. They don't give offering. But yet your heavenly father feeds them. That's why I told you tithes and offering is not about the father taking care of you. It's about you putting your trust in him that he can take care of you. It's about you understanding that, look, I don't never want you to walk into a situation where somebody is pouring into you and you won't pour into them. The tithes and offering is not about the relationship. It's about do I trust you enough? Do I trust you enough that if I give you this 10 that you will take care of the 90? You will take care of my household. Because stuff happened, don't it? But this is what I want you to see. Because Jesus always said this thing. He said, I only do, a son can only do what he see the father do, Chris. Right? Right? A son can only do what he see the father do. Right, Chad? So, in verse 26, he starts a sentence off and says, look. He says, look. What is he doing, Serena? He's trying to get you to see what he sees. He's letting you know if you look at the birds out of air and you look how he takes care of the birds, if you look what he does with the grass, if you look how he feeds the trees, just looking at that, you should have a spiritual insight to know that if he take care of them, surely he's going to take care of me. So that's why Jesus asked this question. He says, are you not much worth much more than they? I'm trying to get you to behold a thing. I need you to see a thing. Now, after he did that, he asked three questions. He says, are you not worth much more than they? Then verse 27, he says, and who of you being worried, there you go again, can add a single hour to his life? Then he said, Verse 28, he says, and why are you worried about clothing? And then what's the next word after he said that? Observe. He said, observe. How the lilies of the field grow, and they do not toil, nor do they spin. He said they grow, and they don't work hard. He said they don't, they don't toil. They don't work extremely hard to make it happen. They just trust. They show up and trust. They show up and allow him to do, they let the oxygen, they let the rain, they don't call, they're not praying for rain. The grass ain't praying for rain. The birds aren't praying for food. They know. So that's why Jesus used this language. In Matthew, he said, Look, observe. Now, I wanted to get it right, so I, I wrote it down. All right. Now, to look means to behold or to see spiritually to learn a lesson. To observe means to take notes because I'm about to show you something spiritual. Now, Matthew's account he said in Luke 12 and 24, he said, consider the ravens. Now, remember, Luke is dealing with Gentiles. OK, he's writing to Gentiles. So on plus, he has a Ph.D. in medicine. So his intellect is a little bit more expressive than Matthew's. So in Luke 12 and 24, he said, consider the ravens for they neither sow nor reap. They have no storeroom, no barn. And yet God feeds them. And he doesn't give a question. He makes a statement. He says, how much more valuable are you than birds? He makes a statement. How much more valuable are you than birds? But he said, consider. Now, consider means to perceive. It means the action of the mind in apprehending certain, certain facts about a thing. 
Kirby, he said, consider the ravens. Ravens is a stingy bird. Ravens are stingy. He used it on purpose. He said, consider the ravens. Look at the ravens, the most stingiest bird. They don't want to give nothing, and yet your heavenly father feeds them, takes care of them. And then he poses a, a question in the statement. Aren't you, much more, aren't you much more valuable than them? In other words, he asks and Chris, don't you see yourself? That you're in his image according to his likeness. You're much more valuable than grass. You're much more valuable than trees. You're much more valuable than animals. That's why Jesus had to ask them on the Sabbath day. They're like, um, no, you can't do this on the Sabbath day. He said, so you telling me that if one of them ox <laughs> fell in the ditch on the Sabbath day, you're going to leave it there? He said, I don't think so. That's your John Deere. That's your tractor trailer. That's how you produce your crops. That's how you make your money, and you won't leave them there, but you want to see a son, a child of Abraham, with a withered hand, and they can't be healed on this day. You want to see a woman who got caught in adultery, not understanding that her genealogy, not understanding that her generational curse may have led her to do the thing, you want to stone her. So Jesus had to tell him, look, he who has not sinned, cast the first stone because the kingdom has arrived and this is how we do it. And then he told her, go and don't sin no more. So Jesus asked those three questions. Verse 29, he said, and yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. Now, he's talking about the lilies of the field. He says, Solomon in all his glory. Now, why is that? Because those lilies were clothed with heavenly glory. That ain't man-made material. <laughs> See, your life is different when you take care of it and then versus when the father takes care of it. One thing you would notice is that when you come on this side, don't be surprised, don't be shocked, don't be aware, but be aware, okay, that everything that you had before you came to the Father, you will slowly watch it deteriorate and disintegrate, and you'll wonder, what happened to that shirt that I had? No, everything that you have before you met him, you will slowly see it move out your life because he wants you to have a life where he, did, he took care of everything. I got the, I got the proof. I got the scripture for you. I'm going to give it to you in a second. He wants to take care of you. He's a jealous father. Abraham said, look, no, I don't want your money because you're going you gonna to think you made me rich. He don't need nobody to make you rich. That's why he don't seek money. Don't seek it. He can open the door for money. He can give you an idea, an invention, he can get you money. Don't seek that. He says, seek first his kingdom. Verse 30 says, but if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, furnace, will he not much more clothe you? And then he says, you of little faith, which means you don't really have no faith at all. But the fact that you believe in God will let that pass. But you believe in God, but you don't need to hear do nothing for you. <laughs> you believe he exists, but you don't believe that he'll take care of that situation for you. You don't believe he will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. You don't believe that. He said, oh, you of little faith. Verse 31. He says, do not worry. Now, this is the third or fourth time that he said, don't worry. This is the third or fourth time Jesus, your brother, said, Chris, don't worry. Don't worry. Worry means I don't have faith that it will happen. Worry means I feel like I got to do this myself. <laughs> Worry means 
I don't trust that you're going to move fast enough. I don't trust you're going to do it how I want you to do it. I don't have the faith of the three Hebrew boys, even if he don't, I still ain't bowing. Flesh burning, bones burning. I'm cool with that, but I'm not doing it your way. See, that's faith. That's the faith we're looking for. I don't care what the world does. I don't care how much money they got. I don't care how many cars they got. I ain't trying to be like y'all. As a matter of fact, only thing that makes you think you're on my level is your money. Period. Let's see how you raise your kids. Let's see how you treat your wife. We got to stop looking at them like a Lamborghini is something big. No, you know Lamborghinis break down too? <laughs> it's just a car. We put the value on it. So he says, don't worry. Verse 31, don't worry then saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear for clothing? He said, verse 32, for the Gentiles seek after, for the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly father, not your earthly, for your heavenly father, not your spiritual, I didn't let you know that, knows that you need all these things. Your heavenly father, he know already what you need. He already know. Matter of fact, you don't know what you need. <laughs> he know what you need. You don't know what you need. He knows what you need. You think you know what you need, but he knows what you need. I tell a story of my wife all the time. Little plain Jane girl. When she walked into a room, she was just plain Jane, Cindy. I did not know all that was in her. But he know what I need. <laughs> he knew what I needed. She didn't wear no makeup. She didn't care about hair doing all that. She didn't care about all that stuff. She was just Cindy. She didn't, she didn't wear tight clothes. She wasn't trying to show, reveal her body. She was just little Cindy. Just <laughs> That's what we used to call her, little Cindy. Now she a giant. <laughs> I didn't, she, I didn't meet the doctor, okay? I didn't see her pray the way she do before I married her. I didn't know how diligent and thorough she was. I didn't know how studious she was. But he knew what I needed. I thought it was the measurements, the si I thought it was the eye, the, the, the eye candy. I'm helping y'all out right now. I thought it was her eyes, her thighs, her waistline. I thought it was the way she moved her body. I thought that that's what I needed. I thought I needed something that everybody else would approve of. He said, no, that's what you, you, this is what you need. I know before you did. I passed, look, I passed Cindy up two, three times and failed every time. Why? Because he knew what I needed. Okay. So verse 33, he says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Now, verse 34. Here you go again. So do not, so do not worry about tomorrow. <laughs> What's today? Don't worry about Monday. Don't worry. Whatever they say gonna happen on Monday, they don't worry. The scripture says that for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, four times in there, he said, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Don't let your mind fluctuate 
from doubt to fear to faith. Don't worry. He said, don't worry, Chris, but he told you what to seek. So we can get caught up in the worry. I'm giving you some help. I'm helping you right now. I'm throwing you a life raft. Okay. Whenever you start to worry. Thank you. Whenever you start to worry. Whenever you start to worry. I got a better one for you before you start worrying. Seek the kingdom. Every day you wake up, you should seek the kingdom. Father, what is it that you want me to do? Where is it that you want me to go? And the more you do that, he'll pave your day out. Now, I did want to read um, Luke uh, 12, chapter 12, verse 29, because I like the way he said this. He said, and do not seek what you will eat and what you will drink. And do not keep worrying. Verse 30, he said, for all these things, the nations of the world eagerly seek. But your father knows that you need these things, but seek his kingdom and all these things will be added to you. Verse 32, he says, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. Luke knew how to put words together, okay, to just stop you like, okay. So he said, but seek, verse 30, he says, for all these things a nation of the world eagerly seek. Okay, he gave one side of it. He says, then he says, but your father knows what you, that you need all these things. Then he says, but seek his kingdom and all these things will be added to you, Chad. Then, verse 32, he says, don't be afraid, little flock. He says, for your father, he didn't say my father. For your father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. So he's telling you to seek it because your father has already chosen to give it to you. He's not telling us to earn a kingdom. He's telling us to seek what is already ours. The Bible said he gave it to us before the foundation of the world. Before you were born, you were predestined to walk and live in kingdom. That's why you royalty. You were predestined to walk in royalty. You were predestined to be a priest. You were predestined to be chosen, special unto him. Here we go. Don't throw none at me. Don't say none to me. All right. Verse 33. Sell your possessions and give to charity. <laughs> That's why I'm telling you, it's going to disappear anyway. Everything that you had before him, you eventually see it disappear. Why? Because he wants, he wants you to look around and say, my father gave me all this. Not the world, not people, not friends. This ain't no inheritance from no family. My father gave me all of this. That's what he wants you to say. So he says, sell your possessions and give to charity. Make yourselves, make yourselves money belts which do not wear out he said throw away your wallet and you need a wallet in which it don't wear out <laughs> where they sell them at right we're gonna invention kingdom wallets okay all right <laughs> we're not gonna do that all right, all right. <laughs> He said, sell your possessions and give to charity. Make yourselves money belts which do not wear out. An unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near or nor, no, nor moths destroy. So when you, if, it's, if, if I give it to you, nothing can take it away. If I give it to you, it won't even deteriorate. Why? Because everything he gives us is eternal. So he says, sell your possessions. Verse 34, he says, for where your treasure is, your heart will be also. That's why I told you, you have to seek first the kingdom of God. And wherever you seek first, that's where your heart will be. It's you give away. Okay, you test yourself. When next time you go through something, look at the first thing you seek. You get a bill. Ooh. 
You know, your eyes get big like a train coming. The first thing on your heart, after you see that bill, it tells you what you seek first. I need to borrow this money from Tanya. I mean, Tanya, the one you seek. I'm about to close. Because whatever you seek, that is what your mind has been developed to seek. Amen? Whatever you seek, that means your mind and your, your, mind and your soul has been trained to go after that. It's been trained to go after that thing. It's been trained, if I ain't got no money, find a job. You don't need a job, you need work. Okay? You don't need a job, you need to find out what he put you on earth to do. See the world doing it? They being creative, they making... They done started a whole Uber and wish they run a whole company with no cars. People making billions of dollars off Airbnb don't own no property. Facebook, a billion, it ain't a location you go to. <laughs> it ain't Disney World. Facebook ain't Disney World. You don't need an entrance into the park. You just go on there and people on there daily, daily, daily seeking. What do the people saying? They want to see what's on people's timeline. Seeking. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, joy, and peace in his holy presence. Now, I'm about to say something. I'm about to close. Okay? One of my favorite scriptures, I forget what it is, one of Kenan's too. The Bible says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. But it's the glory of, okay. It's the glory of what? It's the glory of what? Hmm. It's the glory of kings to do what? Search it out. Okay? So, you won't search, okay, until you grow. You won't, I'm, uh, how do I want to say this? Seeking a father, it's a, it comes in maturity levels. All right? When you won't just automatically hear that scripture and then God starts searching out like a king. Okay, no. It don't work like that, okay? I know we want it to work like I search like a king. No, you don't. Okay? You have to grow into that. All right? As a, as a male, I must first be a son, then be a man, then be a husband, then be a father, then be a leader, then I walk in kingship. It is my seeking as a, as a son that took me into becoming a man. It is my seeking as a man that took me into becoming a husband. It is my seeking as a husband that took me into becoming a father. It is my seeking as a father that turned me into, that, that converted me into a leader. It is my seeking as a leader that made me become a king. You got that? It is the seeking of a woman as a daughter. She has to seek to become a woman. Then seek as a woman to become a wife. Then seek as a wife to become a mother. As a mother, she's supposed to seek to be a leader. As a leader, she becomes a queen. So when Paul came to the Corinthian church, he looked at their attitudes and he said, I wish you were kings. <laughs> I'm giving you some, <laughs> some revelation, okay? He looked at the Corinthian church and he said, I wish you were kings. He said, as an apostle, it seemed like we're putting on, we putting on display. But y'all, y'all already got everything. Y'all don't even need us. He was looking at their immaturity and, that, and, that, and just because that they were gifted, they thought they were kings. Because they had a little unction in the spirit, <laughs> they thought that they seen everything. So he said, I wish you were kings. Because God conceals a matter, but it's the glory of a king. 
It is the glory of a king. It is the glory of a king, which means I don't get tired of seeking. It is the glory. It's my privilege. It's my honor to seek him. It's my honor to seek after the life that he's gave me, the destiny that he's gave me, that he has given me. So we have to grow and learn who we are in him as children, as sons, as daughters. Who do he, that's why worship is important. The Bible says, the, Jesus said the father is seeking. <laughs> this is where they marry it. Worshippers seek the kingdom and the father look for those. So what does that mean? That he wants to release all things to you, but he's looking at you, you're seeking. He wants to release all things to you, but he's looking at your seeking because you will not be able to handle your destiny until you get to the king level. That's why everybody wants Jesus level of miracles, but we not, it's not going to happen. Until you learn to seek like he did in the relationship. It's the glory of God to conceal a thing, but it's the glory of kings. That's a mature status. Okay, we're growing into seeking. Okay, we have to get to the place where when something goes wrong, he's the first one we seek. When something goes right, he's the first person we seek. We wake up in the morning, as soon as your feet hit the ground, Father. This is simple. There's no way you seek the kingdom and don't go to church. Because in seeking the kingdom, what are you going to say? Go to church. Go learn. Go do community. That's why I look. That's why I hear people talk, but I know because I'm a seeker. My wife would tell you, even when I was in ministry, even when I didn't have a dime, I was at the church working. Even when I didn't have a dime, I was reading my Bible, I was studying. Some folks would not read and would not study unless everything is right. You can seek money if you want to. Won't be no peace. <laughs> you can seek education. You can get more degrees in a thermometer, but, but Abba got to open the door. <laughs> You can seek joy, but it's only going to be through things and accomplishments. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, joy, and peace. And what if I told you it happened in succession? That when you seek the kingdom, you run into righteousness. And then when you run into righteousness and you understand that he made you right, okay, you ain't got to get right. All you got to do is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and, and, and accept the fact that he died on the cross for you to be a part of this family and you're right. You're right in his eyes. He see you the same way he see Jesus. Then you learn how to stay on the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Then you learn how to practice righteousness. You learn how to pray, how to fast, how to give, how to study, and how to do community. And that leads you to peace. That leads you to peace because it's what you know, according to the word, that shuts the devil up. I told you, if you don't have a it is written, he can talk to you all day. If you don't have a it is written, he going to talk to you all day and all night. He going to wake you up telling you you ain't going to make it. You're not going to survive. <laughs> today to day you're going to die. <laughs> today to day you're going to lose your job. Today to day you're going to lose your house. Today to day, everybody going to depart from you. Today to day, ain't nobody going to come to your ministry. <laughs> if you don't have an it is written, turn these bread to stone. Turn this stone to bread. It is written. <laughs> Man don't live by bread alone. By every word that proceeds out the mouth of my heavenly father. Jump. Nope. You don't tempt the Lord thy God. <laughs> worship me. Nope. I only worship him and you do too. <laughs> Scripture said he fled. 
to come back at a more convenient time because right now I can't do nothing with him. So when you seek the kingdom, you run into righteousness. From righteousness, you run into peace. And from peace, you run into joy. When you look around your life and you see that everything the Father has put into your life, when you look around your life and you know that he will never leave you or forsake you, this got to be ingrained. The Bible said that the engrafted word saves your soul. When you know he will never leave you or forsake you, the Bible says rejoice always. You should only expect good things to happen. You should only expect good things to happen. Okay? But we have to be seekers. And, it, and like I told you, it's at a maturity level. You can see the kids in here. They're ready to go. Okay? You know why they're ready to go? Because they haven't matured enough to understand how valuable the information is. He nodding off. He don't understand how valuable the information is. They don't their phones. They don't understand how to, that's immaturity. It's, it's, they don't understand how valuable the kingdom is to their life. Until they hit a wall. <laughs> Until you hit a wall. And now you're like, what must I do? Seek the kingdom. We've been telling you the whole time. Young people, you can start seeking now. You can start seeking now, and your destiny can, you can forever be a child. Or you can be like us. Wait till you got older and started, and now you got to rebuild and restructure everything and get your mind back right to see it. Amen? Amen. Let us pray.